G'day guys and welcome back to the unofficial Karate Combat Show. I'm with Leon and we've got a special guest, Ross Turbo Levine. How you going, bro? What's going on, fellas? Doing the, good, uh, doing good. How about yourself? Yeah, great, man. Great. Uh, pretty pumped to have you on the show. Second uh, week. So first week, I may have made a mistake with timing, but <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. So yeah, uh, obviously Ross is uh, the current gold belt middleweight champ for Karate Combat. Um, and he's uh, had many other successes in, you know, point sparring and also uh, glory kickboxing. Any other kickboxing or just glory? Sources As a glory. professional, yeah. uh, I fought for two for uh, for two different organizations. Actually, uh, kind of the same organization, same promotions, but um, before glory. And then I, I was very fortunate to, to get into glory really early in my pro career. I had a, a couple of people in high places that were like, here's your shot. You better do something with it. And, and fortunately I did, but yeah, it was a couple local promotions that, uh, that I fought for as an amateur. I fought for lace up promotions as a pro debut. And then the owner, uh, of lace up promotions is actually heavily involved with Badu Jack, the boxer. And they do a lot of shows in Saudi Arabia, Jordan, things like that. So they had put on a kickboxing boxing show in Dubai and I was able to do my second pro fight on that card in Dubai, which was unbelievable. And all the proceeds went to the Badu Jack Foundation, which was amazing. Um, so that was really cool to be a part of that. And then I got my shot with Glory. Okay, that's cool. Well, be before you got to Glory, how did you uh, – well, actually, how did you get the name Turbo? Is yeah, it, so it's is a, it from ex-girlfriends uh, ex or <laughs> – No, I mean, that would have been <laughs> – that would have probably been better. But no um, – I, uh, when I was younger, I was always kind of like a, a bigger guy in my weight class, a bigger, just like big frame. You know, I definitely don't have the physical gifts that I do now. You know, it's years and years of work in the gym and stuff like that and training the right way. But when I was younger, I was always just bigger than like the guys in my weight class. So, um, I was, I had to be like 16 and I was just changing at a karate tournament. And, uh, this guy that we knew from the area was like, Oh, this guy looks like an American gladiator. He looks like turbo which was one of the the American Gladiators, that TV show. So yeah, yeah, people yeah. heard it. It was, you know, it was in a ballroom where we were all just kind of getting ready to do some some sparring. And yeah, it just stuck. stuck. People started calling me Turbo and that was that. Do they Does everybody call you Turbo now or do they call you Russell? Just like, hey, Turbo, what's going on? Um, it, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Some people are, um, <clears throat> I mean, my, my close friends, obviously, they'll call me Ross and they'll just like dig at me, be like, oh, Turbo, what's up? Like when they want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, mess yeah. with me a little bit. But um, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. You got uh, some people that'll call me Turbo kind of right off the rip, which is fine with me too. It's, uh, it's. I mean, if you're going to be given a nickname, I was lucky to have a good one. So I'm happy with it. Well, my, my nickname used to be Shrek. So, which is not no, a no. good name, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame. What was your... Everybody loves Shrek. Well, yes, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's not a great, it's a good, not a great nickname. What was your fight name? Oh, I went with the last samurai. Yeah, the last the, samurai. Yeah. The kids at school said, "They said, why didn't you go with the professor, sir?" And I was like, "Because I'm a school teacher as well." And, mm. I, and I was like, "Actually, that was that was my that was that my, I was cool. going to go with professor first, and I changed it at the last minute." So uh, I don't know. Man. it, it, was, it both, was. I didn't even good. think of it. Honestly, like, um, it was. I was just training for the fight, and uh, you know, mm. a week, a week, a week or two before, they're like sent out a little, uh, you know, survey, filling these questions. Oh, and yeah, your yeah. fight name. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, but we had this uh, whole chat going. There's about five of us giving all names for you. So uh, uh, yeah, outsourced it obviously. But yeah, it would have been um, better. Yeah, you got to. We had so oh, many good. better names than uh, 
The Last Samurai. A lot of them were inappropriate. Um, <laughs> a lot of them were. Hey, you know what? On this podcast, so. You you got to be confident in your name to go in and be like, yep, that's me. You got to claim it. And now it's yours. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, back back to you, man. Um, Like, so was karate the first martial art that you started? or And when did you start? Like as a kid or? Yeah, so I actually don't have any formal Japanese style training. Um, I, I started with Taekwondo when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually just following in my brother's footsteps. So he had won. I never wanted to do martial arts. Um, I was just very active, rollerblading, you know, just being in the street, playing with my friends. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So a lot of like blacktop, basketball, baseball, stuff like that. But um, my brother did martial arts and uh, he started with, in Taekwondo. And then he brought home a trophy from an inner school tournament. And I was like, ooh, I want that. I like stole <laughs> it, put it by my bed. And uh, my dad's like, no, you can't do that. You got to go and try it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So Got into martial arts for all the wrong reasons, but here we are, right? Well, I, is, is there a wrong reason to get into martial arts? <laughs> as long as you get into it. Nah, as long, yeah. I mean, exactly. exactly. I, I got into it because I, I was watching, you know, Jackie Chan movies and, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles. And yeah, I was like, I want to I want to kick some ass. Uh, so That's yeah. how old you are, yeah. Yeah. Get the Ninja Turtles. I mean, I, I did all that. I did all that too. I mean, I, I watched, I, I watched a lot of like the, the cartoons, like the X-Men, I even yeah. like before I even started doing martial arts, I used to, I remember walking, uh, waking up early in the morning on like Saturdays and, uh, my dad would, would have like the, the K1 kickboxing cause my dad was a martial oh, artist yeah. oh, um, okay. and I would just go in, I would just like jump in bed and kind of watch. And we would just watch like Michael McDonald, like Ray Seffo, mark hunt like back in the the k1 super fight days and it like blew my mind but i was never like i want to do this mm. um so it just it just kind of fell into place i guess over time oh perfect so so you started with the taekwondo um when you were seven mm. and then um what, what did you go from there yeah so i mean taekwondo it's it's been a long lineage we uh we stayed under the same umbrella of kang system taekwondo so is that, that's wait, is like that the, what your dad, so is that what your dad did yeah, so my dad, words. my my dad trained with um, Suchung Kang, who was the the originator of this style over from Korea. He came over and started teaching. My dad got his black belt from him. So he had three sons, two of which did Taekwondo as well. And uh, my brother and I were under one of those, Taesung Kang. And then the there was actually the the other brother, Hosung Kang, went to the the more Olympic style Taekwondo. So after, I want to say maybe like five or six years, we wanted to try a little bit of that because we wanted to do the competition. Mm -hmm. So um, we did a little bit of that. They promoted me to my third degree, competed a little bit, but I didn't love the Olympic Taekwondo. We really fell in love with the the sport karate, the point fighting. Does does anybody like the sport Taekwondo, the 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 WTF Taekwondo, God, it's gone. I mean, uh, Sammy and Gia. Yeah, it's it's, it's really gone down. I think, I think, Post two thousand, I think once they bought in, yeah, um, the senses, the body, the mm. senses, and like yeah. you could like score like this by foot like this, like yeah. literally touching, yeah. like, score three times by touching with your foot three times. Anyway, this is not a <laughs> this is not an episode yeah. to talk about. We can't fix those problems yet. It's tough. That there's there's no you know th- you're never gonna please everyone when it comes to that. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff about point fight. Well, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff about the oh, sport totally. circuit that I don't like. And yeah. then I'm sure there's plenty with the WKF and the Olympic style yeah. stuff. Oh. So it's like it gets it it always basically what it is is um as a, as a as a fighter competitor whatever you want to call it like you're there to win. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. 
if you're not playing the rule set, mm -hmm. you're an idiot, right? Like you're, play, you're yeah. playing to their win. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you can't blame, like if, if they have the rules that you can touch with your foot three times, you get three yeah. points. I'm going to touch mm -hmm. my foot three three times, you know, like you, if the rules right. are, you can, if you get to a certain stage and you make them step out, you, you win, mm -hmm. then you're going to make mm -hmm. them, you're going to, that's a, that's a good strategy. So that's why I think having a good rule set makes good fights. Um, and that's yeah. actually why I really love, and that's why I'm a big fan of Karate Combo. Karate I think yeah. the rule set, um, same fantastic. You know, the, the, obviously the pit makes it, uh, oh, the pit is awesome. I love, I love that. Great stuff. as well. Cause you, there's no stepping out, yeah. but at the same time, yeah. it's not just a wall. So, um, I personally like, I like the, the ground and pound, um, for five seconds, uh, but while you're mm. still standing, um, I, I, I am happy that they brought knees in. Uh, and I was actually wanting to ask you about that because obviously with your, your kickboxing experience, you're used to knees. I, I saw mm -hmm. a couple of your fights and, um, you know, there's obviously knees in there. Um, mm -hmm. But they only brought that rule change in right after your last fight, right? Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, Correct. Yeah, but I have, I have not thrown a knee in the pit yet. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't, you haven't legally, you haven't, <laughs> you haven't, uh, I've, there was uh, one kick, arguable. there was one arguable. kick that was kind of, well, there, was a, there was a kick, but it was the shin. Uh, because he's come too close, yeah. but but, but yeah, so what do you, what, what do you yeah. think of the knees? Are you looking forward to uh you know fighting with that with them back in? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's um I think for well I'll give you my two opinions. My opinion of the sport in general and where the rule set's going, it's going to force a lot of the WKF guys to learn how to really become more dynamic in the short range as opposed to just the long range. Yeah. Um, because right now, if you look at most of the guys that come from the WKF background who are better, like Atomov, like Agaev, you know, even someone like David Donna right now, it's they're mm. so explode. And then when they get inside, they don't really know what to do. So they grapple. Right. But, um, you know, now you're seeing some of the guys, they put their head down a lot when they grapple and the knees are going to be a bigger factor. Yeah. So, for, for those guys, it's a weapon that will neutralize the grappling. Because before then, it's like the guys who were good grapplers and even still, like no one has quite solved the puzzle of a guy of um, because he's so explosive, he's so fast and he's so powerful. He just takes people down at will. But, you know, someone like Adamov, where I've been training judo leading up to his fight, I shut down almost all of his grappling, you know, mm -hmm. where that was a, a major factor in all of his other fights other and fights. we eliminated that. So now if you take that same fight and you allow me to knee, I, I mean, I can't help but think I would have finished him. So for me, I love it because in my opinion, the, the level of striking is not caught up to where, where I've done my striking so yeah, far. Like in the close you know, range. I think, I yeah, so. yeah, like that, yeah. that kickboxing, even in the middleweight division, like now Sasha Polotnikov is – probably the the next like where i think we're right there like i have a lot of respect for his style and i can't mm -hmm. wait to to meet up with him in the pit but um yeah it's it's god you add the knees in it's like it shuts down all the wrestling yeah. you know so it's uh it's a really good option and i love it i can't wait to start utilizing it and, and kind of see where it goes i'm looking forward to to seeing some knees in the next fight then yeah <laughs> yeah what big time what about so what about elbows what what are your thoughts? Uh, should they bring elbows in, keep them out? I think they should keep them out. Yeah, I mean, elbows are are, are that's not something that you See, truly work a ton of. Um, and like, you know, in my opinion, even when I was doing kickboxing, like I shied away from professional Muay Thai because of the elbows like I, you guys can't really see but i got tons of scars and cuts from like clashing elbows, clashing mm. foreheads and stuff from sport karate. But um 
Yeah, I mean, you could you can teach a monkey how to how to high guard walk through and, and cut somebody with an elbow, and it just creates all these unnecessary hospital bills and yeah. you know stuff like that because it's just cuts. It's it's just, just you're going to cut people, and people are just going to leak. And, but and, if you need mean- one elbow, you're leaking straight away. You're leaking, and, you're exactly. and, and it's just and, pissing out of your head. Right. And um, and you know, if you knee me in the face, I deserved it because it came from the ground. And I should have known where it was, and I didn't. But the the elbows are so sneaky inside, and literally, it takes this. Mm, yeah, you know, mm, that's it's a tiny a little motion. Just, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm like, I'm cool with no elbows. So is there um, any? Other, I also don't think. Is it is it is there yeah. any rules? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, um, is there any other rules that you're thinking maybe uh, will change or should change or you'd like to change? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the uh, I mean, obviously, coming from a kickboxing background, I love the the thigh kicks, but mm-hmm. I understand why they're not there, and um, and I I kind of like that they're not there. You know, it's I don't like it in training because now I'm getting blasted in my legs. I'm like, I'm not throwing one back because I, I can't do it in my fight. But um, yeah, I think it eliminates that like B range boxing kickboxing where yeah. you're getting you're pulling those guys out of it. So if you're gonna add knees to eliminate the grappling you can't add the low kick because it's going to encourage that stand in front of each other and just fight, which they, I think karate combat wants the explosion. They want the car crash, you know? So that's what um, I kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I honestly, I love the skill set where it is right now and I hope it stays um, if there's other things, but what's cool about karate combat is you can vote on it. Right. So, so they're very open. They're really open with it. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait for those uh, those tokens, the karate combat coins, mm. dollars mm. Uh, to, mm. to drop. Me too, yeah. yeah. So well, uh, there'll be more information about that coming out soon. Right? Well, I've put out fifteen email addresses just so I can get fifteen chances. So is that is that wrong? Or <laughs> I gotta make some email accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if, if if we track back to to how uh, how did you get from glory to karate combat? Because you you came in season. Three, season two, season three, season season three, season three. So how did how did you how did you get involved? COVID, you know, I was uh, I was fighting for Glory in 2019. I had my debut with them 20. I, well, I was I made my pro debut in 2019. So I'm I'm still like a, right, a, okay. a recent pro in yeah. my opinion. Um, you know, so I had uh, I had my two fights pre-glory and then i had two fights with glory and i was training for my third which was in uh march of 2020 i was supposed to fight in belgium and uh it was an awesome awesome matchup it was supposed to be great and then like three weeks before the event they they shut down the the whole world so yeah uh you know we were we were waiting and i had a couple more fights left on my contract and we were just waiting and waiting and then glory rebranded they started doing shows in the netherlands but they weren't really pulling Americans over. The only ones that they did were the guys who were ranked. And I was just under the top 10. So, you know, they weren't really moving me. And we kept asking like, hey, when, you know, when am I going to fight? It's been over a year. What's going on? And, um, you know, they, they were just like, oh, just be patient, be patient. And then I saw Karate Combat was starting to rise. And I'm like, well, these guys are doing shows. This is a great skill set for mm-hmm. me. So we talked to Glory. They were they were awesome enough to, you know, to re- to release me, which was great. And um, Karate Combat, I honestly put in an application just like anybody else. I wrote, an, I sent an email and we made a little video. It was pretty cool. And uh, it was like an audition and they called me and got me on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, so your first fight for Glory, mm. uh, that was that a knockout in the first like 30 seconds? 
40, yeah, 40, 43, 43 seconds or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we watched that a few times. That was okay. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, little switch uh, head kick. It was just, yeah. Well, uh, again, like when you're looking at Muay Thai fighters, uh, boxers, there's no switching. There's no switching, but mm. in karate, karate combat, you know, it's left, left leg, right leg, left, left leg, right leg, um, and I think that that gives such a, uh, a, a against in glory or you know against a boxer. I just I never understood why they don't switch. Yeah, I mean, for me, we you always practice both sides, right? Because I've, yeah. I've done karate since I was seven, and you always you know you do mm. ten on one side, you switch feet, you do ten on the other side, yep. and when you're fighting, like obviously you have a preferred preferred yeah. side that that maybe you know it, but you don't have to always go back to it and i remember i did right. um a bit of kickboxing uh you know a bit, bit of mma and a lot of clubs not not the club that i'm training at now they're actually actually pretty good in in regards to that uh about training both sides mm-hmm. but most people people are like well are you are you south or you're orthodox i'm like well mm-hmm. i mean it kind I'm of depends both, on yeah. kind of depends on what are we doing and they're like well what do you mean yeah. you should you should just get good at one i'm like Mm, I'll get good at both, but like your it it wasn't really even a switch kick. You just changed mm. legs, bang! Like yeah, technically, I was, I I suppose, was trying but... to get a read. Uh, I was I was Maybe. looking to see if he if he was going to react a certain way when I moved. So you know, he was also a little buzzed already from uh, from that lead hook. Yeah, so yeah. So he yeah, was yeah. he was a little out of it. He was a little out of it, and I can tell. And I just wanted to give him a couple little looks just to see like. Is he even there? Like, is he reacting? Yeah. And um, you know, most people, if we're fighting and I kind of move my head and I switch my stances, yeah. you're gonna do you're yeah. gonna do something or pull back or hands up. And yeah. he was just a mummy, and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be good. Sweet and ass. Threw it up there. Yeah, yeah, when I saw he was just kind of blank, I'm like, Yeah, he's still not he's still not back yet. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so if we get back to the the karate combat, for example, mm-hmm. uh I what I always wonder how you prepare for a fight. So if you if you are leading up like a week, so if you're fighting Saturday, what does your Saturday to Saturday look like? Well, I would say that um, you know, you mean the the actual fight week, like yeah. the week leading up to my yeah. fight. I'll be yeah. honest, man, it's pretty boring. It's pretty boring. Great. Uh, what do you do? I keep it. <laughs> I try. I try and keep it really low key with my uh, with my friends and my uh, my teammates. You know, my coaches and stuff. So. My, uh, we're actually just joking about it. I train with a lot of the UFC guys that are up here. Like I train with Calvin Cater and Rob Font and all the guys that are up in this area. We all, we all work together. We share the same management. So it's, uh, it's always fun when we get together. And some of those guys are so high strung when it comes to fight week. And um, one of my coaches, Jake Manini, my, one of my striking coaches, he came with us for the first time for my title fight. And he was like, man, this is the easiest fight week ever. We're just kind of chilling out in the hotel room. You know, we work out a couple times a day, but we keep it pretty light. Like we like to have a good time. I like to joke around. Like, I don't want to be so stressed. Like this is just supposed to be fun. So, you you know, um, uh, do you think it's because of your, your age as well? I mean, you're not 21. Do you think it's maybe you're a bit more experienced and you know who you are and yeah, I, I don't really get um, I don't get super nervous for fights anymore. So like uh, I it, I can be kind of relaxed. It's when when I get left alone in my own thoughts, that's when I start to spiral. So that's why oh, yeah. I, I mean it's it's kind of by design. I like to be loose. I like to be relaxed. We'll watch a lot of stand up. You know, we'll go out as long as I'm feeling pretty good. But honestly, man, that last fight week is all about making weight. I just listen to my nutritionist. I I do my workouts and 
we do what we got to do. And um, I actually, I work with uh, someone called Dylan Nadler. Uh, he owns a company called Mindlock and um, it's a lot of mental training and preparation. So uh, I work with Dylan. I usually meet with him the the night before the fight and we just go over a bunch of things just to get my head right. But other than that, it's just kind of hanging out, make weight and uh, and then rehydrate. So just on, on your coaches, uh, what is the, like for us, if we're WKF fighters, we, we just have our dojo sensei, right? We just mm. go out and fight. But what does a professional karate combat athlete, uh, how many coaches do you have? Uh are they full time or you know how, how does how does that work? Because it it's not like it's not like you're getting Conor McGregor money, um, mm. and so how, how does that that work uh, for people at home who's just wondering, you know, how, how can I be a karate combat fighter or? Yeah, great question. <laughs> um, that, that's that's an awesome question. You know, so when I when I when I moved to uh, it's the beer, it's the beer talking. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when I moved to Rhode Island, because I'm I'm not originally from where I live now. I, I grew up in New York City. I live about three hours north now. Um, so I, I you know I, I bounced around and tried to find the right fit for me when it came to the right coach and the right instructor. And um, I found the gym that I'm at now, Pride Martial Arts, and my coach Andrew Cornell. He's got a martial arts background. We uh, we we never actually seen each other in the uh, in the sport, but he comes from a sport karate background, but also did a bunch of kickboxing. So he has this really interesting fusion where we understand each other because he knows how I move. It's very like twitchy and explosive, and he has that same style. So it just yeah. works perfectly for me. Um, so I, I stayed there and and I trained. So we became. I mean, like like you would understand any real like instructor and a loyal student you grow this bond together where you know he's like my brother you know we're family so um yeah for me it's it's great and you're right you know we're not making conor mcgregor money yet you know hopefully that day's going to come pretty soon well i think it's deserving of it but um yeah i mean these these guys still get paid out i do have um another striking coach like i mentioned jake uh jake owns uh and, and is the head coach of one of the gyms up in the northeast called hard knocks muay thai um, so he's a Muay Thai coach, but he's also the striking coach for the guys I mentioned before, Calvin Cater, Rob Font, you know, that crew. Mm. Um, so he's got experience with guys at the high level, also experience with little gloves, you know. So when um, I was working with Jake in my in my glory fights as well, but uh, really when we decided that we were going to go the karate combat route, I had never put on little gloves, the MMA gloves before. So I'd never fought you know, full contact with the the smaller gloves and Jake has experience with that. So we're like, you know what, you're, I've already been working with you. You're on my team. You're coming with me to my fights. So, you know, the first one where we got to display some of that was um, my title fight. And how does it, how does your training, are you doing one-on-one -on -one training with these guys or are you doing group training mm -hmm. or a bit of both? Sorry, both. I, I, I'm yeah, just asking so questions that I'd like to know. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both. You know, my, my home gym is Pride Martial Arts. I'm there two to three days a week and uh, I'm usually doing classes. I teach a class on Wednesday for like our competitors as well. Cause we do some coaching too for at the amateur level. Um, there's two other pros at the gym too. So we obviously get our training in, but I do a majority of like my heavy bag work. We have a, a great like sprint heavy bag class for my cardio. Um, we'll do some skill training. Again, I teach a competition class and then I'm teaching it, but I'm also doing it. So uh, I get a majority of my skill work is there. Then what, once a week I go up to go ahead. Yeah. So what what competition training specific for 
for future karate combat athletes or UFC or what MMA? What, what, yeah, what are you yeah, teaching? Yeah. So, so all, all kickboxing, kickboxing all and kickboxing. Muay Thai. Okay. Like that, cause, yeah, so, yeah. Because what I'm really interested in is you're you're talking about you know you, you train say with uh, Calvin Cater and that crew obviously, and then you and you're mentioning uh you know you, when when you because obviously in karate combat you can't do uh, thigh kicks, so you know people are thigh kicking you, but you can't thigh kick them. So what I'm wondering is when you're training, um, obviously you've got your uh, karate combat fight in mind that's that's coming up you know in the, in mm. what kc38 uh and do you find do you do not train say with big gloves at all do you network and and when when you're training say those you know uh like ufc guys obviously they can take down they can go to ground how do mm. you are you, are you do you know what i mean like are you just focusing on doing the rule set or do you find that training outside disciplines doesn't take away from what you're focusing on so when i if i don't have a fight coming up i mean i'm i'm kind of doing everything because i just want i like to be a student right yeah. i uh i'm all about putting the white belt on and you know trying a bunch of new stuff and if that means getting my butt kicked to learn something that's part of the game mm. but um yeah i mean in the majority of the time i'm training in you know bigger gloves this way, you know, we're the big gloves are for our partners, right? We're not trying to hurt our partners yeah. and yeah, yeah. break our toys, right? You got to have keep the longevity of your sparring partners. But, so, but at uh, the same time, it because at my MMA gym, obviously, some of the classes are MMA, some are a bit um, mm. are more kickboxing. And for me, exactly. I personally hate the big gloves because mm. um, it, it's it's you know it's completely <laughs> different. Like yeah. you can't get your hand in the same yeah. way. People are people are blocking differently. Um, yep. You know, it doesn't feel the same. You can't grab the same. So. Uh, that, that's why I was wondering, you know, when you're saying you came from the big gloves and went to the small gloves, um, like, it, yeah, we, it's, 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 we I do guess transition me, though. Yeah. Like for, also for me, when I was preparing for my MMA fight last year, I kind of pulled away a bit from the karate. I still did like one karate mm. class on Saturdays once a week, but that was more like a bit of a social thing because my mates were there. Uh, yeah. but I was kind of like, I wanted to make sure that I was, making a bit more contact, doing techniques, fighting at a different range that, mm. that I was preparing for because I had that fight. So we just um like be focusing on that rule set. That that's my question. Or will you still be doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, I still do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But again, if I have a fight coming up, that's when we really narrow down. It's like, I'm not going to stop my training partners from kicking my thigh. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they can kick my thigh, they can kick my calf, right? Calf kicks are a longer range weapon. Sure, so, that's right. you know, but, but yeah. we also, you know, depending on who my opponent is, we're going to come up with a game plan where we can bring in certain people of, you know, similar size, really talk to them about, hey, mm -hmm. this is what, these are the looks we need to see, whether it's like, hey, throw a big right hand or grapple me a little bit. When I fought Adamava, I worked with the judo black belt who had some MMA experience. So he was grabbing my belt and, you know, trying to hip toss me and stuff like that. And we would do our rounds in big gloves and little gloves and then kind of get used to seeing what I need to see. And then after our rounds, it's like, hey, let's dissect everything and now teach me some stuff. So, you know, we um, just kind of go through the motion. So as the fight gets closer, we narrow down. I have like some bigger padded. They're not, uh, they're not boxing gloves. They're MMA gloves, but they're like eight ounces. So they're a little puffier. Yeah, so you the... can actually hit each other with it. Yep, exactly. That's all, so, yeah, that's um, with, yeah. yeah, so we keep each other pretty safe, you know, and, and I, I'm very fortunate, man. I've got a, a great gym, a great team around me where, you know, no one's trying to hurt each other. You know, we're going to go hard to the body and the legs. And, you know, we're not trying to knock each other out and 
have an ego in the gym where it doesn't yeah. count for anything. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got an awesome, is, awesome team. With a good good attitude. Like, I actually, when I first moved to Brisbane, because I'm from Melbourne originally, um, okay. and then I started trying to do a bit of jiu-jitsu and MMA, um, I went to a lot of gyms and, and ended up at Gamebred. Um, the main reason I stayed there is because the vibe that, that as you said, like, people are going hard, but they're mm. not trying to, there's no egos. You're not trying to, like, uh, yeah. take each other's head off. And, and if you, you know, it's, it's helpful. It's like people are, mm. people are there to make you better so that they can get better. Um, you know, I think that's, and I, I actually, that's what, what I love about, about karate combat mm. a lot more than say UFC or, or other, you know, full contact stuff is I feel like mm. the respect between the fighters and, and tell, tell us that's how it appears from the outside. But um, tell us if it is that actually that way. Um, it, it feels like the respect between the fighters is a lot more mutual. Like there's a lot um, of, of good good vibes, you know? Yeah, I think there's just less of the, uh, I mean, fighting is fighting. There, there's going to be ego involved. I don't care who you are. When when you're, when the rule set allows people to knock each other out and then you're getting paid for it, there's, there's always room for, you know, you don't have to like the person that you're fighting. I, I don't care about any of that. You know, I don't like or dislike anybody. Um, you know, but when you start to, to get closer yeah. to that fight, you're there to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't have time for all that stuff, you know, and that's, it's not mandatory for me to be like, oh, super, super, super respectful. Like, yeah, I respect my opponent. Like mm -hmm. I, but just because I have a black belt doesn't mean anything. When, when that bell rings, it's like, it's dude, it's yeah. I, you're going to do it to yeah. me if I don't do it to you. So it is what it is. And, but um, you do see a lot more, like the fighters are much more calm. I think you, you get a couple hotheads here and there, but for the most part, the the fighters are pretty calm and there is a good amount of respect. You know, there's a little bit of showman. I mean, I, I have a little bit of showmanship when I fight too. And, you know, some people yeah. may view that as disrespectful. Yeah. I actually, don't really love it. Yeah. See that, but. With uh, the little, uh, what do you call it? Bull, uh, like the, the, oh, what's, the the what's the red yeah. Yeah. The cape. The cape. Yeah. The cape. Oh, yeah. That was the awesome. Matador cape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. but yeah, but you got to make a show, bro. You know, it's. You know what's funny is like everyone. Uh, I, well, I got slammed on social media for being disrespectful, and it was all from his camp. Yeah, yeah. Right. So his, yeah. and when I, if I tell you, and like I'm not gonna toss anybody under the bridge, but for someone who made such a big deal in the press conference about respect, and this is martial arts and respect, his fan base was terrible. Oh, really? The messages, bro. The messages Thanks. I was getting. The messages I was getting from wow. these people over in Spain was unreal. And it's like, I'm the disrespectful one. It was crazy. Like, control your fan base, man. I, and I was telling all of my people, like, don't respond. Don't respond. Yeah, yeah. Don't say anything. But, yeah, I was getting crushed on social media. But it's whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, now you can upload it and let us show us and we'll, uh, we'll send it Nah, out. I would never. I, <laughs> I would never. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. And, like, yeah, yeah. The, the people who know me, like, everyone knows me and like I've never had a reputation for being a jerk in training and competition or anything like that. So, you know, I'll keep it that way. And I'm not really worried about what everyone else thinks. It's just, uh, I'm the only, I'm like I said, I'm 35. I'm here to, to, to make a, a partial living, you know, doing some of this and, and test myself against the best in the world. Yeah. And I don't really mind if, if people like me, great. If they so don't, hoping, great. What, just, what's your plan to try to combat? You're hoping to, um, obviously defend your belt and like you're going you're to stay with karate combat. Like you're going to focus on karate combat now uh, at this stage mm. and, and stay yeah, with karate yeah, combat and, and try and defend your belt as much as possible. 
Is that, is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to defend my belt. If, if I had like a picture perfect yeah. way to kind of mold my, the rest of my career, I definitely want to defend my belt as many times as they want me to have. Um, you know, there's a couple of people in the division that I would love to fight that. Uh, yeah. Well, look, a couple oh, more. Yeah. Um, there's, there's plenty of rumors going around about you fighting the next one. Um, yep. Yeah. Who, uh, well, I mean, seriously, who, who is left in the division that you haven't given an absolute flog into? Yeah. So the, the crazy part is I, I kind of got sped up to the top really fast. Right. So, you know, I went through Grinovich in my first fight. I fought yeah. Igor de Castaneda who had a lot more experience than me in the title contender. And then I fought Automov and it's like, wow, I got that, ran that through was, the top of the division. That was a clean fight. Uh, without yeah. to be mm -hmm. honest, like I think anyone watching you. that, uh, it, yeah, the first couple of rounds you're like, Oh, and then by the end it's like, Whoa, this is, yeah. I appreciate is, that. It, no, like, you know, um, I think any, anyone watching it even if they don't really know anyone haven't done any martial arts you, you see what mm -hmm. you see right so but i did want to ask that. you about your fighting style i i, I gotta i gotta ask oh yes, 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 yes we did talk um, about that so for me what i find really interesting with your fighting style is um when you're going forwards you're a bit more kind of stepping forwards kind of like uh, i guess a bit more kickboxing kind of movement but when you're moving backwards mm -hmm. it's more like a, a point sparring karate style mm -hmm. kind of uh you know, like obviously when you're back in your Iska days, point sparring, you're bouncing forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. That's that's the way it goes. You know, that's the way you move. Mm -hmm. But you've kind of integrated into your full contact style, like a bit more of a, I mean, anyone that's watched your fights, you like to, to walk them down. And, but you're always, you're always ready to, to go back. And what I want to know is how do you, because I can't do this, it usually takes me a little bit of time to gauge the other person's distance. So I, I kind of test a little mm -hmm. bit, move out, test a little bit, move out, see where their kind of techniques land and then and then know how close I can get mm. without them being able to hit me. But I feel like when I watch your fights, you seem to know the distance straight away. Like there's no testing. Mm. It's like, I'm going to walk forwards and as they throw a technique, I'm just going to absorb that and I'm going to keep walking forwards and suddenly they're in the court. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you do that? Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of. I mean, it's experience too, right? I mean, I've been doing the the sport karate, so I understand that that explosive range mm -hmm. really, really well. And the guys that I fought in sport karate were the best in the world. So you know, even though like we were talking about before we went live, the uh, you know the WKF has the Olympics. Even though the sport karate doesn't have the Olympic level, like we're not certified by the Olympics. When I tell you these are the best athletes in the world, I was fighting Raymond Daniels consistently. Like I, I literally fought Ray 30 times. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it, that would be the equivalent of the, the and you said Michael Page as well. Michael Page. I fought, I fought Michael Page. I fought Michael Page. Yeah. I was a little too young. Mike, Mike bullied me a little bit, but <laughs> I was young when I fought Mike. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you're, you're thinking about these names that it's like, holy crap, these guys all came from the same circuit. It's like, yeah, we all came from the same spot. And there's loads of people that are at that level as well that you've never even heard about that never transitioned to full contact. So the, the explosiveness is not foreign to me, you know? Um, so I'm able to kind of press forward and yeah, sometimes it's absorbing and just put you on your back foot. And you think about what, uh, what most WKF style fighters are really good at it's controlling distance and counter punching, mm, right? Yeah. So if I can eliminate the distance and I can put you in a, in a pressure situation where you can't step back and strike, 
you know, it's like you, get, you run into the wall. Yeah. I take all the best weapons away and it's, it's just an, a way for me to neutralize what they want to do. Now, the, the benefit of, of this also is like you mentioned, I can escape and I can be evasive and move and find my way back to the center and hit the reset button. So but here's, okay, yeah, so here's like, my question. Here's my question. Cause I want to be able to do that too. Right. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, hopefully I don't pull my, my headphones out here, but uh, <laughs> so when when you see for me to move backwards quickly, I need to be you can't really see in the video, but I need to be more uh like lower, lower with my leg, my yeah, legs yeah. kind of bent, ready to push back, right? Like in a, in a uh -huh. bit of a low stance, kind of I guess uh, like a gear, like he's got a low yeah. stance, kind of shigarachi, you know, ready to move in every direction. But for right. you, when you're moving forwards, your stance is quite short, yeah. and somehow you still move back really quickly. And what? How do you do that? Like, do yeah, you I, I, on your front foot? Like, how, like, is there a, uh, well, he's not going to yeah, tell I mean, you. Like, tell me, tell me, man. I want to be able to yeah, do it. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it it's all, yeah, it's just, it's weight transfer. I think if you're, yes, when you're really low and really wide and you're bouncing, yeah, you can make one move yeah. really quickly, but those multiples don't really come as quick because it's too much energy to move your entire body. You know, you think about it too. I'm, you know, I fight at 185 pounds, but I walk around at like 210. Right. So that's a lot of energy to burn making hop, 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 hop. So a lot of it for me is just that walking pressure. And if I need a little more space, I can switch stances. Mm -hmm. So now if I need, instead of me taking one step back this way, if I step back and switch my stance, now I have, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a gatekeeper in my front hand, I can yeah. kind of change, I can use my elbows, like as far as like guard. So it's just understanding that um, like that Dutch style kickboxing and blending it with my distance control. So it's, it's a unique, it's definitely a unique style it's that really no one's unique, really yeah. caught on really to yet. Yeah. Um, and but hopefully, I think, hopefully they won't after this. Well, and, and the good thing is if they do, if they do, I'll be ready for it. You know, yeah. um, this is what I do. So, and this is what a lot of the guys I train with can do too. So, you know, if I can do it to them, I can do it to anybody. And um, you know, for me, it's just, you got to be able to, I was, I was actually listening and, and laughing last night. I reviewed the, uh, the Josh Quayhagen interview and he was saying, yeah, you know, I just do things. I basically do things a little bit different that these guys aren't used to doing. And it's like, well, there you go. You got it from one champ. You got it from two yeah. champs. Now it, you can't just do what everyone else does. You got to be yeah. unique. Yeah. If you want to get to the top. I mean, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And how you control it, especially with that fight with Igor, it was just, Push, push, push back, push, push, push back, push, push. And he yeah. just he just could not no room to breathe. Yeah. It, 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 just I feel like mm. to be honest, with all your fights, mm. um, it's only they're only five to ten seconds away from the corner. <laughs> like it's like yeah, start, the clock, start the clock, boys. Yeah. It's like I like it that way. They're in the I like corner. it that way. Yeah, it's and, right, well, I, I don't even if they hit you you absorb it and just keep moving. And then it it's in your in the back of your memory okay well that's what he does and then so mm. it's kind of like he he is testing already by absorbing those strikes mm. rather yeah. than like touch 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 push. but i i also want people to kind of burn out mentally you know so it, it takes a lot of effort on the it's a lot harder to move backwards than it is to move yeah. forward you know i can yeah. i can move forward and i'm i'm very fortunate i'm blessed with great genetics i'm pretty durable you know so far so good so hopefully that's all, all good there. But yeah, um, yeah we'll you know, it's, it, takes, it takes a lot of mental energy and, and it builds a lot of stress when you're like, oh my God, what's, what's coming? I can't get out. Oh, oh damn, here's the corner. I got to move. Mm -hmm. And then you move and it's like you're right back in the other corner. It's, that's how I used to fight kickboxing too. A lot of lateral tracking from, from corner to corner, rope to rope. And 
you know, the most dangerous you could be is in the center of the ring. So if I keep you on the edge, mm. it eliminates your ability to move Options. backwards and change. Yeah. yeah. So it you, only allows you to do one thing and it's blast forward. So you watch if I his can next anticipate fight. that. His next fight, he'll be pushing back, moving, and maybe. just totally opposite. Because whoever so you're fighting maybe. has got these notes, right? So he's push back, push <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, okay. It's, hey, look, no, look. If something's working, you keep doing it. Yeah. Someone's yeah, working, keep yeah, doing yeah. it until but, someone but you figures know, it out. You know, well, why are you doing it? And, and I'll be, I'll be very well prepared. You know, one of the one of the questions I always ask my coaches, and you know, for the other fighters out here, a good recommendation would be ask your coach, what would you do to beat me? Mm. You know, I feel like people don't fighters don't ask their coaches that. It's like, hey, how do you how do you beat mm. me? How do you coach against me? All right, let's build those skills up so it doesn't happen. So you, you know, so yeah, I, I definitely want to work on. Like, yeah, I don't, well, I've got yeah, yeah, some yeah, notes so. here if you want to go through it. Um, go for it. <laughs> no, that's that's that's. I mean, that's um, my coach pretty much said the same thing leading up to my fight uh, for the MMA, which was obviously my my stand up is really good, my distance control is really good. Mm -hmm. um, his and and because I had two kids and a baby and pregnant wife, I couldn't train as much as I wanted. And I said, "Look, yeah. I'm going to make some sessions." And he goes, "Well, you if you're going to lose, you're going to lose on the ground. So you got to work work wrestling, takedown defense, yeah. and your jujitsu, so you don't get submitted." And he goes, "If you stay standing, you, you know, obviously you can always train more, but when you sure. have a limited amount of time, you got to focus on your, what your weaknesses is. Where are you going to yeah. lose? Where are they going to beat you?" Get rid of that, and the fight should take care of itself. Yeah, and then exactly you can exactly you strengthen yeah. you you strengthen those areas that maybe you're not comfortable. So you don't have to be great. Like when I fought Adamov, I was very clear with like when I did my interviews with Boss. It's like, listen, I'm not I'm not here to out grapple him. I'm not here to. I'm, you're not going to see me hip toss Adamov. It's not going to happen. And even and no matter how much time I put into it, he's just done it longer. But in the same sense he's not just going to be able to stand there and strike with me. So if I can neutralize that advantage and just stop him from doing what he wants to do, now it changes the whole game and you have to live in my world. And, and that's what we did. So, you know, you don't have to be great at it, but you have to be comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. Mm. Well, we also noticed uh, you've done a bit of training with uh, Machida, mm. who, who is actually one of the, I mean, obviously one of the greats uh, karate-wise yeah. and, and UFC-wise. Um, and that, I mean, I would, I would be, hmm. that would be a, a freaking awesome, hmm. uh, awesome things to be able to, for, for, for me, yeah. uh, you know, that would, that would blow my mind to be able to, to, to do a training session with him. Um, hmm. how, how was that? Unbelievable. So it was, this was my first, uh, my first fight with karate combat. This was my event with, uh, with Grinovich and, uh, we were in Budapest. I really didn't know what to expect because of COVID and everything, everything was very shut down. Like. Usually I have a little team that comes with me to my fights, but it was just my coach and I. So they were like, you can't have anybody else here. So we get there and I'm, I'm walking around the hotel the next day. And uh, I heard some like buzzing from some of the guys that I know. And on like the administrative side, they're like, hey, uh, Machida's supposed to be here. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, that's that's really awesome. And then we waited. We did our weigh-ins and I'm like rehydrating. I'm having like little bit of food that I can. It's like an hour or two after weigh-ins. I'm drinking my drink. And somebody came over and was like, hey, um, Machida's here. They want to do uh, a film session with you guys, like training together. And I was like, great. Like, I'm in. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Go back. Take like, you know, take an hour or so. And I was like, I'm ready right now. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this right now. I'm not missing this opportunity. So, 
yeah, we, um, I literally ran up, grabbed all my stuff, came back down and we had a training session together. They put a, put together a cool YouTube video, but I would say we probably trained about a half hour, just kind of going over a couple things. I got a chance to ask him some questions about things that I've, that I like that I've watched him do. I love how he uses his hip faint, yeah. um, which I then try, I was trying to do quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did yeah. see that in your in that fight afterwards. Yeah, actually. yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like yeah. that, because yeah. uh, I obviously watched that clip. Um, and and I know he, I know the clip uh, is it's a clip. So you know, obviously, when you're yeah. training, you you it's a, it's a bit different as well. But you know, when the videos and mm. the cameras are there, but um, he, we, we were talking about it totally. The other day, like yeah. Look, oh, what? Look, look, see it? Yeah, mm. it was so, awesome. But that that I I mean I do in that video I do love that idea of um showing something. It doesn't have to be necessarily that the, the yeah. front kick, whatever it is. Show them something, get that reaction, and then mix it up a little bit, move around, and then show them, yeah. show them the same thing and hit them with something else. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, no one's going to disagree yeah, with that. It, that's, that's classic. It, it was awesome. Um, but, I mean, uh, to, to kind of compound on that, I um, whenever I go down to Orlando, I have a lot of friends, and I have family that lives in Florida as well. So uh, I train at a gym down there called Fusion Excel, and that's where Leoto chain, trains all the time, you know, when he's in Florida. So – I've had the opportunity to be there on their sparring day and, and get some rounds with him. And my goodness, is he just so good? He's so good. And, and on top of it, such a good person. Like everything you think of him as what you see, that's exactly who he is. Matter that's, of fact, everyone, everyone that I've been exposed to from karate combat, whether it be GSP, boss, uh, Adam, you know, um, and then you look at Machido, Wonder Boy they are all exactly what you think they are, which is so cool because you never know, right? You see yeah. some people that act a certain way and then they're really like, you're either disappointed or you're really happy, but you're, it's not always the same. These guys are literally exactly what you think they are. And it's amazing. Such great uh, people. It's just real. That's what you're saying. It's all just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that, that does definitely come back to the, the fact that we, that we all have like a, a traditional background whether it's uh karate or taekwondo or jiu-jitsu it's a it's not a muay thai or an mma background it's it's more about the art and, uh, mm. and I, I think that especially with the karate combat and how how you're saying everybody is uh you know just a little bit nicer than they they are in the yeah. other other glory ufc or whatever i'm not saying anything bad about them but mm. no you're not wrong though you're not wrong and if you think about it right you like when you when you walk into a karate school the very first things they teach you okay this is attention this is bow we show respect these are are your values there's a ready position there's a listening position right there's mm -hmm. there's all these things that that instill values in you yeah. you walk into an mma school it's like here's your gloves Here's how you throw a jab. Here's how you throw a cross. Here's your mm. low kick. Like they, they skip over all that stuff on. And then like they'll backtrack around and be like, through these experiences, you will now be a better person. But um, martial arts leads with that. Yeah, and I think that's why. Be more of a focus. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why you, especially when you're a younger child, because, you know, let's let's be real. You've, you've seen it, I'm sure, in your own gyms and stuff. When you get a, a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old that comes in, like, there's no rush to teach them how to punch and kick because they don't know how to, how to control their body, right? Mm. Let's teach them how to be respectful. Let's teach them some, some self-discipline, some self-respect. Let's teach them that there's consequences for their actions. And yeah. then, then the values follow in. And when you fill in the gaps with all the technique, now they learn how to control those weapons as opposed to just blat and they use it. Right. Mm. And I think so that, I think that's age. what's missing. I mean, that, yeah. that, that for me, 
like you said, hopefully when adults get to adulthood, um, although, you know, men mature apparently slower. So you know, we're, <laughs> we're not adults until we're <laughs> 25 at least. But like with kids, um, I think all those, it doesn't matter what martial art you're doing, you know, whether it's mm. jujitsu or karate or whatever, but that, yep. that idea of, of bowing and respect and, and, and um, all that stuff you just talked about, I think it's probably the most important thing or apart from the self-defense aspect, yeah. most, most of those kids that, that train karate, like, you know, like I, I teach karate and Shane teaches karate, like kids that start and, and, you know, probably a lot of them more than half, unfortunately by 18, mm. they're not doing karate anymore. You know, they're definitely not right. going to become a professional like yourself um, or, mm. or necessarily even compete um, and hopefully never get into a, you know, a street fight because they don't need to. Yeah. Use but all those other skills that they learn, mm. um, you know, perseverance, determination, respect for the other person, controlling yourself, they're going to use that for the rest of their life, you know? So yeah, they're yeah. important. They're and, important. And you think about like, if you really ask any long-term martial artist, like that, that becomes successful, why they became successful, they will always point to martial arts always, you know, and it's true Th those values cross over into real life, you know, whether it's relationships, work, you know, any, everything, you know, everything that I've done and I've been successful with, I can attribute to something that I've gained from martial arts training. So, yeah. and, I mean, there's no way around that. Why, is that why you, I mean, I was going to ask you before, but um, is that why you found, with the, you know, with COVID, how you, mm. so you're kickboxing and then it was just like massive hold. Did you find it hard at all um, to maintain focus on training when there was no immediate, um, yeah, before you'd signed with karate combat when there was no immediate uh thing happening yeah i mean i i'd be lying if i said it was uh it was easy it was not easy um yeah it's you know especially when you're a professional and and i'm like right now i'm 35 so a couple of years ago i was a little younger but still you know you look at combat sports it's a very short window right so you know i was i worked really hard to get to the point that i was at i was in glory i was at the highest level and then all of a sudden it stops. It's like, well, now what? Like, when is it going to end? Like, because everyone was like, oh, it's just going to be a summer thing. And then we'll be right back at it. And it's like, Ooh, not <laughs> yeah. so much, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, to, to not, to go all the, that time to always have the, the cherry on top at the end. And then that gets pulled away. It's like, whoa, it really forced me to reevaluate. And like we talked about before, kind of put the white belt on. So I had considered going into MMA. So I was doing jujitsu private lessons weekly with my coach. Um, I started training with a couple of the MMA guys who were training for the, their UFC fights. So I was like, all right, maybe I could do this. I, and then, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I wasn't as passionate. I definitely want to do jujitsu later on in life. Like when my competition career is over, uh, jujitsu black belt is something that is a goal of mine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I wasn't as passionate about it when it came to combat. So, you know, it was like MMA just kind of fell by the wayside for me. And like, to be real, I wanted to do something that I can really shoot to the top. And, you know, without the years of wrestling background, it's like, you know, you only see very, very few guys are able to do that, yeah. you know? And I was like, it just, it didn't match up for me. So I'm karate combat was the perfect fit. I'm like, let's do this. I, oh I'm, man. I'm like be great if, here. if yeah. when I stopped doing sport karate at about oh. 30, if, uh, if there was karate combat, if karate combat was mm. there, uh, you know, 10 years ago for me, that would have been, yeah. and look, that's why, that's why I, I, I did low, low grade MMA 
because I want to do some full connect stuff, but I want to use my karate. But the only way I could do that yeah. was to get at least decent at jujitsu because like mm -hmm. you said, uh, you know, you've got wrestlers, you've got, you've got people who've been doing jujitsu for years. So um, yeah. karate combat, unfortunately, they don't have like a low level of that rule set. That would be, you know, if they had that, um, amateur. I, I, I'd still, I'd do it now. Like an amateur yeah. level, like just that rule set, not, not televised or anything, but just that rule set as a so, nine. That would be perfect for me. Um, Are you thinking of a business uh, idea? We'll talk, we'll talk yeah. about it later. Maybe we can, we can do something. Yeah, it can be called. It, it can be called Turbo Combat. <laughs> Actually, while we're on maybe. the Turbo, where we're on the Turbo thing, Turbo um, Train. So, with your shirt, tell us about your shirt and, and what's happening with that. I mean, yeah, it's a few, so, um, few years old now, but yep. It, there's an old one, yeah. He wears, <laughs> it, he wears it every day, that's why. <laughs> this thing's like a beating, right? Well, hang yeah, on. Be, yeah, before we so. get there, be, before we get there, what time did you wake up? to do this uh this is uh chat. so so i woke up about 5 45 a.m so Ooh. not not too bad not yeah. too bad last sorry, week man. you had me up earlier last i week did I went, earlier. oh shit sorry man <laughs> no well, it's the, all good the good I, news here sleeping upstairs. It, it's like 9 10 p.m now so uh we got some budweiser's american style clock we're, we're, we're excited we'll go american we'll go american uh <laughs> talking to you so why not so nice appreciate it's, that it, it's not the best beer but it's not it's not uh, the best beer but it always reminds me of vegas so i'm happy to drink it you know because uh it. when i was in vegas they had the, they had these like in the metal uh, aluminium can that you can drink in the pool so and it reminds mm. me of wait what kind what kind of story can? are you telling me like uh, aluminium uh what do you call uh aluminum uh -huh. Yeah, aluminum. aluminum aluminum even though it's an english word anyway aluminium oh, no, but you aluminium. know what i'm saying so yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. i had to point it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually when you guys say that word as well it's like you notice like what was that yeah what? yeah 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 uh, uh, aluminum oh, that's funny isn't yeah. there an i in there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's two no, two o's <laughs> aluminum but uh, uh, yeah, anyway, what were we talking? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, so your turbo oh, shirt. Let's get let's go mm. back to. So, well, let's go back. As well as uh, teaching competition uh, training, what else? What mm. else do you do? You you run a PT. Yeah. So so I started off. Uh, I got my doctorate in physical therapy. So I have a three year doctorate for for PT. Um, so I was working in clinics for a long time. And then now that I got settled, I was working for a business here. And a lot of the local martial artists obviously recognized me from either we train together or, you know, whatever it might be. They heard about me through through the circle um, and they just started coming to me and just saying, hey, I, I want to work with someone who understands what I do. Yeah. You know, and it was like I just heard the same story over and over of doctors just telling these martial artists like, oh, just take a couple weeks off and, you know, don't do this and don't do that and stop doing that training. And it's like, whoa, we can't just stop. You know, if I told you, all right, stop doing martial arts for six weeks, you'd be like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. You know, so it's like the, uh, it was just so tiring of like, all right, so you, you hurt your wrist. Cool. I get it. That's frustrating. You got another arm and two legs. Like there's plenty of other stuff that you could mm. do and avoid the risk. Like, let's, let's keep you on the mat and let's work on the things that we need to work on to get you where you need to be. So, you know, that just kind of sparked my interest in like, listen, I, I love working with the old lady that broke her hip, but I have this very unique position and gift to work with martial artists because I understand it. I've been there. I'm currently doing it. So I think there's a lot of relatability where, you know, if you hurt yourself, do you want to go and work with a doctor who, you know, maybe plays, soccer or football 
Mm, or do you want to yeah. work with someone who is a martial artist and does exactly what you do? You know, so I, I have a really cool uh, ability to blend that together. And um, I, so I just decided I was going to start my own business. So I started Turbo Sports Performance. And, um, you know, I do work with some other people, you know, not just martial artists, but the the marketing is that's what I want to do. I want to be the guy who, you know, helps martial artists all around the world, you know, stay on the mat, stay healthy. And if you're a competitor, go more the performance route and just help you do the things that you need to do to become, you know, a high level competitor. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely way better. Like totally. um, when I uh started seeing a physio that had done uh some martial arts and it wasn't it wasn't like a crazy high level of martial arts, but just sure. enough, you know, uh I felt like it wasn't just that connection, obviously on a personal level, but when you're saying talking about your injuries and this and that, they just approach it in a different way. Um mm. as opposed to just a generic physio who or maybe a sport, you know, a sports physio that had, yeah done various sports but not but when they've got that martial art background like they can kind yeah. of appreciate the muscle cool. groups you're using the movements you want to do a bit more um you know they might say look pull back on this movement but you can still do this movement so mm. you've got that you know and i'm sure on your personal training it's the same kind of thing you know yeah well the key is you're speaking the same language right mm. so when you're talking to that person and you're like hey when i pivot on my reverse punch or when i rotate on my cross i get this pain in my hip and if you were to speak to someone else, they're like, oh, hold on, pivot, cr cross. What's a cross? Show, Show me, me that. that movement. It's like, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the con there's a lag. There's, there's like a lapse in communication. So the fact that I speak the same language as them and they can turn around and be like, he's doing it. Yeah. You know, there's, the there's a lot of like yeah. <laughs> mutual respect, mutual respect. And exactly the proof is in the pudding. So, and the stuff that I'm giving people to work on is stuff that I do myself. So, you know, I think it's, just, again, it's just very relatable for my clients and I, and I have a, a really unique ability to, to give people what I wish I had, you know, years ago. So I'm all in, man. I'm super passionate. I quit my job. This is what I'm doing full time now. Awesome. And you bring out some shirts. So, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you yeah, bring so yeah, something so. better than that. Uh, that, that rag over <laughs> I got there. a lot of these. Yeah, man. Well, it's it's a little faded, but this is this is honestly one of my most comfortable ones. There's yeah, uh, yeah. we have a couple. We have like a dry fit. This one's like the the heather, super soft. You know, easy kind of hang around shirt. My yeah. dryer tore it up though. Um, I am gonna come out with some new merch really soon. As soon as we get the announcement for my next fight, uh, which hopefully should be coming soon. You know, um, so we should have some information, I think, pretty quickly with uh, with the, the start of the year coming up here with Karate Combat. Yeah. So um, I have a couple ideas where uh, as soon as they lock down exactly where their event's going to be, I know there's a couple different rumblings of maybe Miami, Ooh. maybe Vegas. I heard, so, yeah, I, um, did hear, I did hear that Vegas uh, rumor, but I also heard a rumor yeah. of Europe later in this year too. Yeah, I think they're going to do some really cool things this year. I mean, I would love for them to do a show in Baku. You know, in Azerbaijan, you know, you've got yeah, yeah. so many good fighters from that region. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, though I feel bad. Those guys got to travel a long way. And, you know, it's like I should be able to. Right. What about there. us? So I would love for that fight. Right. Yeah. Do you know even That's though we're Australia, right, right. we travel? We travel everywhere all yeah, the time. You're right. <laughs> bro, you're you're right. It's crazy. So you see a lot to... of you guys over there now in Perth is, is wild. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, tomorrow, when it, you know, unless they got the. Uh, the UFC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the other side of. That's three of hours from us too, bro. It's five hours. It's five hours. I mean, three hours. No, no, no. Like time difference. Oh, time difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, like, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like LA to New York. Yeah, it's the other side. Yeah, we're, yeah we're exactly. New York. They're LA. 
Sorry. Right. I mean, right. I, I mean, so I know my geography. I'm good. I got right, it. Uh, like, you guys I'll are East cool. Coast, East Coast, West Coast. That's you right, guys right, have right. your version of. You got? Does Australia have its version of Biggie and Tupac? Unfortunately, uh, nah, not really. <laughs> Maybe in another hundred years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, well when you get the shirts coming out, man, uh, we look forward. We look forward to seeing them and possibly yeah. yeah, chucking yeah, us a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah, yeah. man, I got you. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll, oh, we'll we come out with our own shirts as well. Yeah, they just happen to be called Turbo shirts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, the yeah. Budweisers get the Budweisers. Yeah. So for this fight coming up in April. If you are to fight, mm. who do you want to fight? Man, I mean, the, the division right now is is pretty interesting because there's a lot of guys that are kind of teetering on that availability of, like, who's next. Mm. Um, in my opinion, there, there's really only one person that might be next in line, and that's uh, a rematch with DeCastaneda. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, think that, I think that makes sense, in my opinion. And I said this on a podcast a little while ago. I, like, that makes sense. You know, since since our fight, the title contender fight, I went on to win a title and then he flatlined Franklin Mina in his last fight. So, yeah. you know, at least he's that coming a off fight. a win. I'm coming off a win. Yeah, it was a crazy fight. It, it um, makes sense. So he he kind of earned that. They can write the narrative because I know he was upset that, that he thought they stopped the first fight early. So, mm. you know, there's a little story they can build up. And first first fight for me to, um, you know, defend my belt. And good for him. And not for nothing, the guy's got like six fights in the pit yeah, already. So he's experienced. Yeah, he's a lot pretty, of the other fighters in that division, uh, they've only got one or two, cut three. You know, the, the, and, right? And, and, and that's one, one, lost one. It's it's yeah, and, and that's where it gets tricky. Like even Franklin Mina is someone that has uh, el- eluded me. You know, I would love to fight Franklin Mina, but now he's coming off of two losses. It's like yeah. now he's got to build his way back yeah, up. You know, doesn't um, make sense here. But there's, hey, there's a couple mean, guys in the division he's I'd good love fighter, to fight. But uh, yeah. you can't go for a title fight of two losses. Yeah, well, right, you, right. You, you've got Sasha coming through as well. But again, I, he's I have a lot fight. of respect for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to fight Sasha. I think that fight will happen pretty soon. You know, um, I'm assuming he's going to be on these first couple events too. So, you yeah, know, he, he gets he another win. A win or two, then Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, maybe two. I mean, I listen, the guy's proven. Depends, and it depends wrestler. on how you win as well, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. win, there's yeah. wins and there's wins. If you know, sometimes it's a close win yeah. or controversial, or you know, it's it's, it's a clear TKO. Yeah, or KO. but but you know so. what? He's he's a guy that that um I think would be an unbelievable fight because I, I have a feeling that our mentality is the same. Yeah. I hate when I go to a decision. I hate going to a decision. Mm-hmm. I want to finish everybody. You know, the early in my career, I was knocking everybody out, and when Karate Combat brought me in, it's like, hey, we got this knockout artist from Glory. And, um, you know, I, I was all about it. You know, I have a lot of knockouts in my amateur record, a bunch of knockouts in my pro record. I want to finish people. I want to be exciting and I want to challenge myself. And, you know, you can't knock out everybody, but um, I, th- I feel like he has that same attitude and he didn't get a chance to display it in the UFC because everybody wrestled him because his striking was so good. So, you know, I think that's a dream matchup in the middleweight mm. division. Um, yeah. I'd also love, I'd love to fire. see James Vick. I'd love to see James Vick come back and fight middleweight. You know, I think the welterweight division is too low for him. He, he didn't look good in his last fight. Um, but I think if he moved up to middleweight, he'd have a little more energy, be able to, you know, be a little bigger. And uh, and that would be good. So I'd love to fight James Vick. Um, I think Rob Buxton would be fun just because he's so big. Mm. Uh, but honestly, man, I, I also have my eyes set on the, the 205 division. You know, I want to fight in the 205 division. Yeah, right. So uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of really good guys up there, you know, black magic. He's from New York. I'm from New York. We can make that matchup. Um, I've been waiting. I've actually been calling out the, uh, the, the wolf Ashraf Uchen, the Moroccan 
phenomenal fighter. Like I'd love to fight Ostrov. He's, he, I think that would be a great fight too. You know, there's uh, another Agaev, Elvin Agaev in the 205 division. So, yeah. you know, I've, so are, I've you, are, you, are you walking around? Are you walking around about 205? Is that like 210? I think you said it. A little, a little heavier. So I'm, yeah. I'm usually about between between 210 and 215. You know, 215 if I'm just like not taking care of myself, but that's pretty rare. Yeah, um, yeah I'm 210. Usually, like, around we, two, kilos. You were saying, yeah, kilos. <laughs> um, you were you were saying before that uh, off air that pretty much you've been in fight camp since October. Um, that's why you're looking yeah, so good. We, yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I just got a haircut too, so that helps. But um, no, I uh, yeah. So after, so actually, it was that event where um, where Igor fought Franklin Mina. Yeah. Uh, there was also a heavyweight fight. It was uh, Elvin Agayev had fought. Um, yeah. Oh, who did he fight? Uh, Chael Calloway. So you know, I wanted to kind of see those guys in person and kind of feel what those two hundred fivers felt like. And it's like, all right, I can I can legitimately move up. I'm just as big as them. Mm. So um, you know. After that event, I spoke with the matchmakers like, listen, you guys got an event in December. Um, I know Raymond's on that card. You know, you put me and Raymond on the same card. We're going to sell that place out. So, uh, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, maybe we could do that. So I tried to fight 205 in December, and it was looking like maybe it was going to happen. Then it fell through. Um, Uchin had a knee injury uh, or some some type of injury. And, uh, yeah, so that didn't work out. And then we thought Karate Combat was going to start up in the year pretty early. Um, so I just kind of trained right through the holidays, skipped Christmas, skipped New Year's. So I've been in fight shape, yeah, since like October. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just ready to roll. Yeah. I so, find so, do you, so my question was going to be like, do you cut a lot of weight, um, before, I mean, obviously not if you're fighting at 205, but for your middleweight, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, with, with your last fights over the belt, um, yeah. do you have to cut a lot of weight and, and how do you do that? And yeah, I mean, you, to the average person, you know, when I'm I'm walking around right now at 205, which is pretty light for me on a regular basis, because I've been training for a while now, so my weight steadily comes down. You know, I still got to get to 185. That's 20 pounds away. It's, you know, 10 kilos. Mm. So uh, people would kind of go nuts when they're like, oh, there's no way he's doing that in six weeks. And it's well, like, yeah, oh, I have a nutritionist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got a nutritionist. I do exactly what I'm told. I don't mess around. I don't have cheat days. You know, it's like I, I just do what I'm supposed to do. I'm a professional. So it's just you know, a gradual, so, uh, a gradual, like those 10 kilos. How long, yeah, how long do you do those gradual. 10 kilos in? Um, Six weeks, you know, 12 ideally, weeks? In, in, in a perfect world, yeah. I would have anywhere from like eight, eight weeks is like ideal. If I have okay. two months to cut that weight, that's easy for me. Yeah. You know, I've done it in less. I've done more in less. You know, my glory debut was short notice. I cut a lot of weight for that fight. I also used to fight at 169. So I used to fight at welterweight in glory. That was not not good for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so now for 185, it's it's really easy. And then honestly, the last like six pounds or so is just water weight. Think of it yeah, like wringing out a sponge yeah. and then you just fill back up. So, you know, it's really not bad. Um, it's, it's a comfortable weight cut. I smile through the whole thing. We're always goofing around. So it's pretty good. So when you cut the weight and then you fight, how much weight do you put back on before before you fight? Mm. Water, right? Just the water? I, I don't – yeah, yeah. I don't like to put on a ton of weight. Um, mm. I've done it both ways. You know, I've, I've done it where I really, like, refueled and tried to be bigger. And I, I realized I just felt a little sluggish because your body yeah. can't recover from that type of work. Yeah. You know, it's it, uh, it does affect you. I think every weight cut takes a little piece out of you. So, um, you know, I try not to put on and, like, you know, balloon back up. Um, so I like to, if I weigh in at 185, my sweet spot is like 192, 193. So maybe like ritual? seven to eight pounds. 
Like, do you have a little ritual afterwards? Like, for me, like when I was to cut weight for a competition, um, and you know, I'd be eating salads all week, and I'd be, as soon yeah. as I'd weigh in, I'm like, I'm getting the steak, surf and turf steak with Dude. prawns on it. Worst thing like, to do. That's the worst <laughs> thing to do. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, your 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 instincts are like feed me, feed yeah, me. But yeah. um, I, like I said, I have the best nutritionist on the planet, Trisha what, Cornell. What do, you, what do you do? She's actually my um. So it's it's honestly, she has everything broken down in such a science that it's made specifically for my body. So if you did my re, my rehydration plan, really? it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same for you because my you know I'm I'm bigger than different, you, so yeah. I have different different muscle mass, you know, my body holds a certain amount of salt. So, you know, the first thing is we actually don't even have solid food probably for about an hour and a half after I, uh, after I weigh in. So as soon as I step off the scale, I have my first drink. Usually I have two to three drinks that I have to take a certain amount of time to, to hydrate. And then that has all the different salt solutions and mm-hmm. the electrolytes to kind of fill my body back up. And then we have like a small introduction of like really easy, honestly, it's baby food. It's puffs like baby puffs. Um, that's the first solid food, if you want to call it solid, yeah. that mm-hmm. I eat. Um, and then we usually do like a pretzel or, um, you know, we'll do like some fruit, like dates is something that I prefer. And yeah. then when it's time to have a meal, honestly, man, I eat like chicken and rice. It's just really easy to digest, really simple. My body feels great when I have it. And I keep it really simple and I don't even bother like going for the steak because I want it. Don't get me wrong. I want steak (laughs) and ice cream and and burgers and this and that. Um, But your body can't handle it and you're just going to feel terrible. And I'm sure you felt awful after you ate it. Yeah. Yeah. But like measuring just (laughs) mentally, you're just like, oh God, I've been been killing for it. But, um, but, but you think about it, right. And I, I talk about it with all my friends who are pros too. It's like, listen, you've been busting your ass for eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. What's one more day, Yeah, one more day, just be disciplined for one more day. And it's so hard, but Mm. man, I laugh my ass off when I see some of the fighters in there and they go and like the stuff that I see them eating, it's like, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. There's no way you're going to recover with that. Oh God. Or like Caesar salads with like fatty dressing. It's like, I'm going to poke away at that gas tank tomorrow because you got nothing. So um, yeah, when you have a good nutrition plan, man, it changes the game. Yeah. He doesn't need to test because because he's nice. He doesn't need a test. He's already figured it out. Science, man. It's science. Science, science. (laughs) Um, So if you were to jump up to the next weight class, there's no gold belt holder at the moment, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, are, are we looking at a dual dual weight? Oh, I, I would love that. Um, you know, I don't think that's something karate combat wants right away because there's, there's not enough depth in that division. Yes. Yet. So yeah. if I, if I do decide to, to go up to 205, it would be, I want to fight everyone that I want to fight at two at, at 185. You know, I definitely want to fight Sasha. I think that's going to be a great fight. If they mm-hmm. pull in some other guys, I'd love to fight a big name at, at 185 would be cool. Um, and then I may, you know, if they're going to let me keep my belt, I'm happy to defend and, you know, fight for both. And I can fight in both weight classes. I'm not worried about that. Um, but if I have to relinquish one belt and retire the 185 belt to move up, I'll do that too. You know, it is really, I just want to, I just want to fight the best guys, man. It's like, I'm not holding, I'm not holding on to anything, you know, like, yes, I'm currently, I'm the middleweight champion, but the way I look at it, when I fight again, I'm not the champ. As soon as they say enter the pit, I am no longer the champion, right? It's I got to earn that again. I have to win another title and I have to win another title. It's, you know, the people who hold on to that stuff so tightly, it becomes a, you become vulnerable. So, um, mm, you know, I just, really interesting, man. it's gone, man. I'm never really I, thought of that. My, my belt, my belt, my belt is sitting up on a stand. It's just kind of hanging out there. 
you know, I'm, I don't really show it off. It's not something that's, uh, you know, a, it, to me, it, it is a big deal. And, and I'm not saying it's not, but mm. my career is not over. I'm It'll not be a big yet. deal in my career. So I got more work to do. Always a beginner. Mm. I, I, yeah, I, don't yeah. you, I don't know what you mean. Like it's, uh, if you get too hung up on, on a possession um, mm. and you fear losing it, then you make your fears come true, right? You can't have that uh, yeah. like self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy because, you know, so it's better to just be free and, and, and yeah. do it yeah. and that's, each time. Exactly. And that's the thing. You know, that's exactly the thing. And and I've just kind of learned that through watching and, you know, molding myself after a lot of the guys that I look up to and, you know, just kind of uh, taking on those qualities. And, and it's been super successful since. So I'm going to stick with that. Or, or stealing your brother's uh, karate trophy. But anyway, yeah. Whatever floats yeah. the boat, mate. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we might uh, we might leave it there. Um, now, how do we find you, mate? How are we on Insta? How how do we find uh, Turbo and and your <clears throat> merch? And how do we support? Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for giving me the time to plug. Um, the best way to reach me is is on my Instagram. So it's at Ross underscore Turbo underscore Levine, just like my name. So you can find me there. Um, that's the best way to reach me for anything really related to martial arts, related to me, turbo sports performance. Um, I would say like 90% of my content is all about my business. So if you have injuries and you need to kind of build yourself back up, you can certainly find me there, send me a DM and, um, yeah, I, I just love the support. Definitely follow me, you know, like, and share the stuff that I do. And I'm going to be dropping the merch there with links and everything. So, you know, just yeah. pay attention to my Instagram and I'm there. I do have a Facebook, but I, I will say I'm not as active on Facebook as Twitter, yeah. uh, Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is, is where I'm at full time. Yeah. Cool. And what size shirt are you? Medium? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Medium. Large. Awesome. Mate. Medium large. Man, no, ser Medium seriously large. looking forward to your merch, it. but, um, yeah. and, and you bring that out, but even more looking forward to, Whenever and Plus whoever your next exists. fight yeah. is, uh, yeah. really looking forward. Uh, you know, your, your fighting style is exciting. You can kind of even Thank you. before chatting to you, uh, you know, you can tell you're going, you're going in for the kill. Yeah. Um, you know, just the way you move forward, you're like, I ain't gonna be yeah. bouncing around here. Let's fight. Let's let's. You know, I don't get paid by the minute, on. man. That's right. <laughs> I don't get paid by the minute. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Definitely be watching that fight, man. Definitely if, watching. If that you fight. need two guys to come over and help support, let us know. Uh, you know, obviously you're flying us over. And you know what? We'd even come coach. Yeah. We wouldn't go first class. We'd look after you. Just go coach from Brisbane to wherever it is, Vegas. Okay. That'd be awesome. Uh, Adam, if you're yeah, li man. listening and watching, mate, Vegas, we're up for. Bring these guys over. Bring these be. Well, you got to make the unofficial Karate Combat Show official somehow. That's right. We're, we're going to say Maybe. we're going to do it. 100%. We I'll say you, you, guys, you, you guys missed the opportunity because remember they had that thing, if you get the tattoo – then they'll bring you out to a show. So you missed the boat. Yeah, look, I, I read that past my wife. Uh, she <laughs> she said something about divorce. or And I said, look, yeah, it'll just yeah. be a neck, neck tattoo here. You know, it won't be visible. You won't even see it. You won't, yeah, even, you won't even Just talk to me like this. Yeah, that's right. You stand that side. But she'd be able to talk to me now. So like, what's the difference? Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, brother, um, awesome to meet you finally. And uh, look forward to your fight, bro. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to do this again. Thanks, thanks, mate. See you soon.